SAFM 104-107 to Nationwide The Viewpoint 8-10pm Flipping conventional wisdom on its head on SAFM. Thank you so much, my Bopape, for your tweet. How long are we going to maintain this make-believe democracy? It is at the expense of masses, the masses' social cost. What kind of democracy without social justice? And they're, of course, showing us the picture of Time magazine's cover a couple of months ago, showing the affluence separated by highway of the extreme poverty that South Africa continues to reel under. Nkiaji, thank you so much for your comment as well. Government needs to intervene in the psychological field. This field is very difficult to enter into if you're a black child. The fact that you need to do the master's program for two years full-time to be registered is a sign of marginalization, and that's, of course, in response to postnatal health and trauma-related training in response to our first conversation that we were having with Lucy Jamison as well as Shahida Omar. Of course, one more comment, and if I can just find it. I don't know what is happening in our country. Seriously, a few months back, our screens were all about elections, all with hope of changing for the better. Now it's violence, violence, violence. Fear is continually destroying the hope of betterness. What went wrong, South Africa? Men change. Thank you so much, Wella. That is. It's now quarter past nine in the evening. We are in conversation talking about burnout on Health on Monday with Mrs. Ilse Alberts, who's a psychologist, human behavior specialist, and founder of the Bella Vida Center. Good evening, Ilse. How are you? Good evening. I'm great, thank you. And you? Very well, thank you, ma'am. Let's talk about burnout in the organization. Let's talk about the fact that one of the silent killers, depression, exhaustion, stress, in the workplace particularly, especially now that the World Health Organization has officially recognized burnout as a medical diagnosis, is South Africa in a position to respond and to respond critically to this clinical condition now? Oh, burnout is... uh worldwide trend. It's not only a medical condition, it's also a psychological condition. And where people have stress and uh, an inability to deal with prolonged stress, it can lead to burnout. So that is in most countries where there's a drive for success, a drive for survival even, and where the drive to be successful at work. But burnout is not only at work. You also can get burnout in a family. For instance, when you, you can get burnout from looking after aging parents. Uh, a mom who full-time looks after children can get burnout from that. Is it the suggestion then, just by being and attending to your normal everyday life, it is quite conceivable and possible that one might suffer burnout? Yes, if you do not have the ability to deal with stress, and there's prolonged stress that uh, has an impact on your body, your mind, your mental state, it can, over a period of time, break your defenses down. You can start to feel hopeless, helpless, uh, a feeling of depression, isolation, and that can lead to, to feelings of burnout. Earlier this year, the Global Wellness Index placed South Africa last out of 151 nations evaluated on obesity, alcohol consumption, blood pressure, diabetes, activity levels, and happiness measures. According to stats, they say 46% of women and 44% of men older than 15 have hypertension, high blood pressure, which can increase the heart of 
I mean, the rate of heart disease, stroke and health and death, of course. Those figures, at least, tell us that. Generally speaking, we are, in fact, not even generally speaking, specifically speaking, we are a very unhealthy nation. I'm not going to say we're not a healthy nation. We are actually an unhealthy nation. Why is that? When South Africa, for the most part, certainly in Africa, it has probably the best of the tools and is quite comparable to many nations who might be referred to as first world nations because South Africa is two countries in one. Well, it's all about lifestyle. It's about the way that um, South Africans eat, the lack of physical exercise, the inability to handle emotional stress and challenges, the inability to deal with stress, hypertension, high blood pressure, all to do with high levels of stress that the person putting on self. So it's um, it's really an indication for a sharper focus on an increase in healthy lifestyle, um, becoming more mindful, um, learn to sleep enough hours a night, uh, bring down the alcohol consumption, uh, have moments of rest as well. Uh, so it's a eat more healthy. It's a, it's a more holistic approach, uh, but it's definitely an indication life that's, uh, it's a very unhealthy lifestyle that leads to those high percentages. Corporate South Africa frowns on their employees taking the statutory right, BCEA, Basic Conditions of Employment Act. It gives them, for every 17 days worked, a day's leave. That will amount to, say, about 17 to 21 days per annum. Corporate South Africa doesn't like the idea that persons who bring them the ka-ching taking leave for as many as 21 days in a year. And I'm asking this question in relation to what you had mentioned earlier on. We have an inability as a people, as a nation, to deal with stress. And yet, in terms of law, we've got annual leave days at, at a bare minimum. Do you know what? If you really love what you do at work, if you get up in the mo- on a Monday morning and you are looking forward to the weekend because you're looking forward to go and offer your service at your place of work, whether it's your own business or you work for someone else, then your ability to deal with stress and with the challenges, you have an inner resilience and an intrinsic motivation to do it. But if you don't like what you do, if you're bored at work, if you are if you are a round pick in a square hole in at work, that in itself is going to make you wish for Fridays to arrive cannot wait to take leave and if you are really if you do something that you love doing you don't necessarily need to take take leave so i think this is a also a bigger uh, feedback of how important it is to find the the work that you really love doing we're going to continue this conversation after the ad break. It's 20 past everybody. 0891 in conversation with Mrs. Ilza Alberts, who's a psychologist, human behavior specialist, and founder of the Bella, Be- Bella Vida Center, talking about burnout and mental health in the workplace. It's Health on Monday. Please stay tuned. If you're active on social media and love SAFM, we hope you'll take a moment to like or follow our SAFM page on Facebook and Twitter. These are the best places to find all the guest information, conversations and stories you love from your favorite presenters along with regular updates from SABC News. 
And don't forget, you can send your questions to feedback at safm.co.za. SAFM, leading the conversation. SAFM, 104 to 107, nationwide. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. on SAFM. We're taking your calls on 0891-104-207. We're in conversation with Mrs. Ilza Albert, who's a psychologist and the founder of Human Behavioral Specialist Company or organization, the Bella Vida Center, talking to us about the importance of wellness, really speaking, in the context especially of the organization. We know that burnout has now officially been recognized as a condition, as a medical diagnosis by the World Health Organization. And we're in conversation in terms of South Africa's outlook, even Global Wellness Index, placing South Africa 151 out of 151 nations. That says we are the worst in terms of levels of obesity, alcohol consumption, blood pressure, diabetes, low activity levels, and generally no happiness or very little, if any. Let's talk about your last point that you mentioned. I do want to sort of engage it a little bit more, Elsa. The fact that when you are in an environment that you're incredibly happy, you'll, f- you'll seldom take leave or you won't find a way necessarily to take leave because you enjoy it so much. But isn't that part of the problem, the fact that notwithstanding how much you enjoy something, it is nonetheless important to take leave? I use the, ana- the analogy of an athlete. Rest days, although few and far between, are in effect as important as those amounts of time you actually spend on the track training. Why should we not be taking leave? Or just because we're enjoying it, why would you say it's not as necessary to take leave simply because I enjoy my work? Not necessary to take leave. I just say that people who enjoy what they're doing does not necessarily uh, take more leave than what is needed. But it is, um, of course, important for us human beings to rest our minds and our bodies. That is why uh, most uh, countries, most um, civilizations have six days of work and one day of rest. There's been a lot of studies done also on the importance of sleep and how important it is to get enough sleep. Otherwise, that can also lead to burnout. If I think of the editor of the Huffington Post, uh, Ariana Huffington, she she had burnout. And uh, she that led her to uh, uh, really study the importance of sleep. And since she changed her sleeping pattern, she's getting enough sleep during the night, she's in a much healthier state of mind and body. Also, the important... Yes, I'm sorry. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Do carry on. I say also the the importance of regular exercise, even if it's 20 minutes a day, uh, but to get your heart rate up, to get your your body moving, because we've become a society... We be sit a lot. We be sitting in front of a desk or sitting um, in an office. Um, sitting has become a very big uh, contributor to the ill health of many people. Can you, for, for the purposes of beating burnout or making sure that it stays as far away from one as possible, I mean, I understand the fact that, I mean, if your job requires you to sit, then you're not going to be standing or you're not going to be exercising in between or the kind of routine that you follow has to probably pay the bills. And to that extent, it might lend itself to why these short-term things that should be done or these ways in terms of beating burnout should be done are not being done. Can you just give us 
however many tips, I mean, you are starting to talk about it, and I want you to elaborate. What can be done to at least make sure that on a day-to-day basis our lifestyles change such that we are consistent with healthy living so that we are not ranked 151 out of 151? Well, if you are in a relationship, work very hard at making the relationship a happy place to be. Create a home where you look forward to going to, where it's filled with things that you love doing, with people that you love to be with. And if it is not like that, change it. Work towards a happier environment. Surround yourself with friends that you can talk to, that you can lean on. Fight the desire to withdraw from life and rather seek people that want to be there for you. Ask for help. And also, uh, if you don't have, uh, don't see the importance, you don't have the time to do daily exercise, at least don't take the lift, take, take the stairs or try to, to walk um, more than sitting. So even if it, you just walk to the water canteen a couple of times, make sure that you drink enough water as well. And then to become mindful of how you handle stress. And if you don't know how to do it, learn how to handle stress. Just the simple art of breathing, deep, deep breathing, because we become stressful and anxious with very shallow breathing. And learn to breathe deep into your tummy and hold the breath for a couple of counts and breathe out and do that for a minute or two and feel how your mind calms down, your body calms down and you are able to manage your stress more. There are many articles, many, there are apps on on smartphones that people can download that will help them to do breathing exercises. And become more mindful of how they lead their lives. It is to take responsibility and say, I want to increase the quality of my life. I do not want to allow overwhelmness to to take over. And also, of course, a very, very important ability to say no and to set strong boundaries and to protect yourself. The first most important thing for human beings is to learn to protect themselves, not only against physical danger, but also against emotional danger, and create an environment of emotional safety and security. Now, all of this, how much of it is the responsibility of the organization? I mean, Discovery are probably the game changers and leaders in this respect by insisting that the wellness of their employees being paramount. They will have all manner of rewards programs, not just for employees, of course, but also for those who subscribe Mm. to the medical scheme. But from an organizational leadership perspective, how then can it necessarily be convinced, if that is the right word to use, to invest in wellness programs in the workplace where everything is not just about arriving as early as possible and leaving as late as possible and sitting on your desk and going through the hours, so to speak, but also investing in just generally the wellness and happiness of their employees. Because it's not a fact that just because you've been in the office for 12 hours, you've put in 12 hours' worth of time. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a very wise organization that invests in the wellness of the employees and have wellness programs. They are excellent wellness programs. And also if the leaders of a company 
when they role model wellness, they showcase how they apply it and they make it possible for the employees to have access to it. They will get the return on the investment because they will have happier, healthier, more content um, employees that is able to pay more attention and be more focused. Do what you love. Love what you do. Let's talk about South Africa, particularly the labor-intensive spaces, your mining sectors, your agri- agricultural sectors. Those employees are extremely vulnerable. They work incredibly long hours under the most hazardous of environments. That's why, for instance, you've got the occupational health and safety standards and related remuneration for injuries on duty. That's quite a related. How can we make, especially the vulnerable workers who probably are listening to this conversation, and thinking, wishful thinking, this in our organization or this in our type of work is nothing more than just a conversation. It cannot in reality take place for us. How then do we make such serious measures and moves to protect especially those vulnerable people? I mean, working two, three kilometers underground for 12 hours in a day, you are not hiding to nothing for the most part. That's why we've got the silicosis matter. So it is also to make sure that when you are outside of your working environment and outside back on the ground, to surround yourself with people that lift you up. Surround yourself with family and friends where you, where you can relate to, to create, to... No, no, no. I think, sorry, ma'am. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I think what I'm really asking is, I, I understand what one can do at one's own time, if you like, by surrounding oneself and creating an environment to the extent that one can. But if you look at the kind of industry, for instance, mining is, and the type of labor force that it generally would attract, it would be the migrant labor system taking them away from their structures, their roots, their families, going and living in makeshift accommodation. We know this because Judge Ian Follum told us, certainly as it pertains to Lonman and related interests there. When you've got an environment that is like that, where the employee is so vulnerable, how then do such inroads or how can such inroads be made for a better well-being of employees in the employment itself? Well, that is if the organization the wellness training as well, make it possible for the employees to learn about wellness because they are in very difficult circumstances and to provide the support. We're possibly talking here about the magical country, the magical company, but that will be the ideal if the wellness of the employees become the responsibility of the employer as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ms. Elsa Albert, psychologist, human behavior specialist and founder of Bella Vida Center, talking to us about burnout and wellness in the organization. This part of Monday's discussion after nine being hashtag health on Monday. Let's take a quick ad break before we talk to Mr. Khotso Babela, who's the founder and chief technology officer of B2S, BAPS Innovation, that is. Please stay tuned.